Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my new podcast called Dance Journey. We are now on episode four. My name is Tracy. I'm a dancer in LA. Well, I'm a person who takes a lot of dance classes in LA. I really love dance and I wanted to make this podcast to share more about my own dance journey, what got me into dance, why I dance so much. And then I want to interview other dancers about their dance journeys, whether they're a professional dancer or trying to be a professional dancer, or if they dance for a different reason, I want to hear their story, interview them, and then share it with you guys, share it with the dance community. So that's what the podcast is about. But right now we're kind of in the midst of my own dance journey. So if you haven't been listening, you might want to go back and listen to the previous episodes to kind of get caught up with where we're at because my life path is a little bit confusing. So at this point, so I had already moved to LA from the Chicago area to pursue acting, um, but I had moved back to the Midwest. I moved to Indiana to work at a children's camp. So where we're at in the story, where we left off on the last episode is I'm I'm in Indiana finishing my job that summer at the camp and trying to figure out if I want to work at camp for the rest of my life or if I want to move back to LA to keep doing acting. Well, I did decide to move back to LA to do acting. I felt like I had enough money saved up to finally like do that. Um, but first, I did go back to Chicago area to see my mom and my stepdad for like a week. And I was turning 30 that summer. My birthday is in August. And I remember I asked my mom to throw me if she would throw me a birthday party like before I left to go back to LA. Mostly because I just like wanted to see my friends in Chicago before I left to move all the way back to LA again. Um, So my mom threw me a little birthday party. I remember she got me like, what is it called? Like an edible arrangement because I, so I haven't really been eating desserts or sugar for like some years now because it has a pretty bad effect on me. Just like a lot of symptoms that I could talk about later. But anyways, so she ordered this like fruit, like one of those like flower bouquets of like fruit for my birthday, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I think she ordered like I think she got like pie and cake for everybody else so they could be normal. But anyway, I remember having that little birthday, seeing all my friends in Chicago and then going driving with one of my friends back to L.A. I was always driving with a different friend across the country because this was now going to be L.A. round two for me and California round three because I had literally moved to Northern California after college and then moved back to the Midwest and then moved back to Northern California, then moved to LA, then moved back to the Midwest. And now here we are like moving back to LA again. So I'm back in LA. I think I was taking a little bit of the basic jazz class with Chelsea Michener, like here and there. But what ended up happening is I was pursuing acting for a couple more years in LA, but then I decided to give up acting, which is a longer story that's going to have to go in the book that I'm going to write. And I ended up getting a regular job at a fabric company, like fabric for interior design. I became a sales coordinator at this company. Um, And that's a crazy story how I got that job, but that'll also have to go in my book. So yeah, I'm working at this company, finally have like a nine to five job and like regular income, which was really nice. And I wasn't really taking dance because I wanted to take Chelsea's basic jazz class, but it started at 530 and I got off work at five and it felt like it was going to work out because my job at the time was in West Hollywood and Edge Performing Arts Center was also in West Hollywood or was it considered Hollywood? I'm not sure, but it was actually like in pretty close proximity to my job. But I tried to go there after work one day and I was like 15 minutes late and I remember being like, oh my gosh, because traffic was just so bad. And I'm like, I'm just not gonna be able to get here on time. So I remember talking to Chelsea about that and her just being like, oh, you could still come and like be a little bit late. That's fine. But like, I didn't want to be late to dance class. And it wasn't like I was pursuing dance. I wasn't even pursuing acting or anything anymore. So it just seemed like a good time for me to like focus on my job getting better at this like a desk job like which I hadn't really had an official office desk job that was nine to five Monday through Friday before so it was a lot for me to learn and I just really wanted to get better at it so I kind of just wasn't thinking about dance I do remember I had three roommates at the time Haley Tess and Roberta who are all awesome but Haley and Tess were dancers so a lot of my roommates in LA ended up being dancers but uh, Tess was a dancer who studied at dance she studied dance at UCLA she also was a dance teacher and then my roommate Haley um she had a regular nine to five job but she also took she took a lot of dance classes like after work and on the weekends and 
I always thought she was like so crazy for that, which is so funny to me now because we all know how my own life turned out. Well, some of us know. But um, yeah, Haley would come back home like late after work because she would go to dance class after work. And I'm like, who wants to like go to a dance class after work? Like after my long day of work, I just want to come home. I want to like cook my food, eat a nice meal, pick out my clothes for the next day. Like I literally would pick out my clothes for the next day because it was kind of my first like corporate job. And so I wanted to like look nice. I kind of enjoyed picking out my clothes for the next day. I would even make my lunch for the next day. Like that was all I had time for after I got home from work. I'm like, who's, how can anyone go to a dance class? And I remember at one point Haley wanted to go try tap because she hadn't taken a tap class before, or maybe she hadn't since she was young or something. So I knew about Johnny Hobbs tap, basic tap class at Edge because I had taken it like a couple times in the past. So I was like, oh, if you want, we could go to like a tap class that I know about. So I remember we both went on a Saturday morning to Johnny's class and she came in socks because she didn't want to invest in tap shoes unless she liked the class. And I, I had tap shoes, but I remember we went to that class and we both loved it. But what happened after that class, Haley got like so into tap like she kept going every week I think she even found other studios to take tap at I know she had tap recitals she may have even gotten paid at some point to do some sort of tap dancing so she got like so hardcore into it and I am over here like who wants to wake up on a Saturday morning to go to a dance class like (laughs) it's so funny to me now because like obviously I'm so different about it now but like so this was my desire for dance at the time it was like a little bit but like not that much not enough to actually wake up in the morning or go to dance after work or anything like that so I was focusing on work I was also getting more involved at my church which I liked as well um it was a different church at this point it wasn't Oasis I think it was Reality LA I've been to like a few churches in my time in LA um but something that I did kind of want besides doing stuff with church and um, work is I wanted to get married. So I was in my early 30s and I'm it was the first time that I was really, really desiring to get married. I remember in college, um, my friends and I were joking about like who was going to get married first or we were talking about marriage and I remember being like, "Eh, I don't, I want to get married, but like probably not for a while. Like I don't want to get married like right away after college or anything. And I was in the Midwest where lots of people get married right after college. Um, And my friends, I remember them laughing and being like, ha ha, Tracy, you're probably going to be like the first one to get married. But now look, here we are. All of those friends have been married for a long time and have babies and kids. And I still have never been married. (laughs) still now. So I gave that away right now. But anyways, um, yeah, I was in my early thirties, really wanted to get married. So I I mean, I wanted to find a boyfriend that was like step number one. Um, I did have a boyfriend when I was 27. That was my first boyfriend, which is pretty crazy. Um, I had some different interesting relationships. I guess they would call them situationships these days. Um, but I never had an official boyfriend until I was 27, and that only lasted two months. Well, I say two months, but really it was a month and a half. Like, how was he even my boyfriend when we were only dating for a month and a half? I don't know. But by the second or third weekend, I remember being like, can I call you my boyfriend yet? And he was like, sure. (laughs) And then we were boyfriend and girlfriend, and I thought he was amazing at first. And, I mean, he was great in his own way, um, but just not for me. And so that ended, and... um, I remember the time when that ended, it wasn't that big of a deal for me. I was just like, I like being single. I um, I think I was taking dan- a dan- dance classes here and there at that point. And I was like happy to kind of go back to my dance classes because I just had gotten busier like with him. And so I, I really liked being single. So it really wasn't till my early 30s that I started being like, okay, I actually like really want to be with someone now. So I remember getting more involved with church stuff, like church activities, like going on these hikes with people and just like um, trying to meet, like very purposefully trying to meet guys at these events. Um, But what's funny, what ended up happening was I actually ended up dating this guy who was my neighbor. So I wasn't living with Tess and Haley and Roberta anymore. I moved again because I was making more money and at when I was living with them, we were living with like two people in a room. Like I had a roommate in my room, which was also pretty crazy. I didn't always live like that in LA, but at that point we had like a nice place and we all really wanted to live there, but it was kind of expensive. So we like just had two people to a room, which somehow that worked out for two and a half years. I don't know, but, um, it's LA. It's like what we do here. But I, 
I wanted like my own room. Like, hey, I have a real job now. So like I should be able to get my own room now. So I did move out, moved into this condominium complex in Culver City. It was like this huge complex with like 400 units. This girl um, owned her condo, but she rented me. We were like the same age, but she obviously had a lot more money than me. And uh, she rented me one of the room or her her other room in the bathroom and so she gave me a good deal because she liked me and we got along and so that worked out great because my job had also moved to Culver City and so I was like five minutes from work it was like a great situation so I remember one night basically um my friend April who was one of the people that helped me move into that place um, it was like a month after I had been living there and she texted me one night, like I was getting into my pajamas, getting ready for bed. And she texted me and was like, Hey, I think I'm like at your building. And I was like, what? And it turned out like her friend who was also kind of my friend had a friend who lived in this building. And she was like, yeah, I think it's the same. Like she's like Fiona's friend lives here. And, um, I think it's your building. I think it's where you live. Like she couldn't remember cause she'd only been there like one time to help me move. And it's like this huge place, but I was like, really? That's so crazy. Um, But I was like tired and I was like wanting to go to bed. She's like, you should come over. We're like over here. We're at her friend's place. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's 400 units in this place. It's like a maze. I could never figure out that place. Honestly, even trying to get to the garbage or the laundry, I was like, where am I going? There was just like so many hallways and it was so nuts. And I'm like tired. And I'm like, I don't know where this unit is. I probably have to walk like 50 miles to get there. And, but then I was like, well, that is kind of weird that they're here. That's kind of funny. I guess I could just stop over there for like a second. So I remember asking her what the unit was and I don't remember, it was a few numbers off of my unit. And I was like, oh, maybe they're like right by my unit. And I was like, yeah, I'll come find it. So remember like just getting my like jeans back on, opening my own door of our, of our condo and like walking out and like hearing their voices. I was like, oh my gosh, I hear them right now. They were just like down the hall. So I just went down the hall and then the door was like already open with like the screen was closed. But, um, and this guy opens the door for me and I didn't realize her friend who lived there was a guy. And yeah, we just, we all hung out that night and I thought this guy was pretty cute and he was pretty involved at his church and he was really funny and he was like a good host and I felt like we had sort of a connection and I definitely got a little crush on him that night and he did end up asking me for my number and then shortly after that we started hanging out a bunch and I don't know I remember we like played tennis we did like everything we could do at with all the amenities at that it was so like convenient like everything was like right there so we didn't even really have to spend money or anything um but we started hanging out a lot and yeah started dating him and I thought it was like total divine intervention because like I wanted to get married so bad and had been praying for that and then God just like sends me this guy who literally lives like down the hall and he's a Christian too and he's friends with my friend and like how perfect this is amazing so we both thought we were getting married like we definitely both like we're so, I don't know. Does everyone feel like that when they first start in a relationship? Do you, does everybody feel like they want to get married? Because I haven't been in that many relationships. So I thought it was unique that we both felt like we wanted to get married. But now I'm like, I think that's how everybody feels in the beginning. So anyways, that relationship lasted four months, <laughs> which for me was long, actually. And also because we lived so close to each other. I mean, we saw each other like every single day. So it felt like longer than four months, not in a bad way. Just like we were just hanging out like so much. So I felt like I knew him really well. I had already like met his parents. We had a trip planned for him to come to Chicago and meet mine. Like we were like so in it. But um, and I was like, yeah, we're going to get married. Like we were talking about marriage. I was like, I'm going to move into his condo after we get married. And it was going to be so great and perfect. Um, but it did not work out. <laughs> so I was pretty confused about that because I really thought God like sent that situation to me. Um, but it was getting worse and worse over that small amount of time. It was getting worse and worse. And I was still trying to cling on to it because I had never like been in love with someone in that way and gotten as close to someone as I had with him. And so I really had a hard time with thinking that that was going to end. And also I had all these plans of like, we're going to get married and this is what we're going to do. And like, um, he was Taiwanese and I was like, I'm going to learn 
Mandarin and like I just had like all these plans in my head so I think having that kind of crumble was just like a lot for me because it wasn't just losing him it was just like losing all of my plans and all of my dreams that I now had I just was losing all of them so that was a really rough time for me and the reason I'm telling this story is because it does have to do with dance a little bit um but Yeah, I definitely wasn't doing any dance during that time. But when this all ended, I was just I was just devastated. Um, We definitely should have broken up, but technically he broke up with me and I was devastated. So um, I just was like, I need a distraction like right now. I remember going to a bar with one of my friends and just like drinking like two drinks Maybe it was one drink. It might have been two. I don't, I never do stuff like that. (laughs) But I was just like so upset. And like I used to have a drink every once in a while, but like hardly ever. But I remember I think I had one or two and I was just going off about this guy and how terrible he was. And my friend is like, you know, totally like agreeing with everything I'm saying, was being a great friend to me. And like, That was the first thing I did after we broke up. And then the second thing I did, which was a little bit more normal for my personality, was that I wanted to take a dance class. I'm like, I need to take a dance class. I need to get out of this like headspace that I'm in. So I remember I took Plyo Jam, a class called Plyo Jam at your neighborhood studio in Culver City, which I used to take once in a while um, in the past. And it's basically just like a grooves dance class um like a fitness dance class but you do like a lot of jumping hence like plyo jam but I thought it was really fun and so I was like I'm gonna go to plyo jam and I'm just gonna like sweat out this like stress and everything that I'm feeling so I remember I think I told my old roommate Tess that I was going to this class and she knew that I just went through the breakup. I mean, everybody knew because I told everybody and I was having a really hard time and she was like I'm gonna go to the class with you so like she's a dancer right so She just like pops into the class with me at the last second. And I remember she was dying from that class. We were both dying, but it was just funny to see her dying because she like was a a real dancer, like a professional, like she was a dancer, you know, she taught dance and everything, but she, the cardio was just like so killer for that class. So we were just like drenched in sweat. We could barely breathe at the end. And we were just laughing so hard because it was just such a funny experience. And I was just so heightened with all my emotions anyway. And I just remember being like such a funny time. So that really helped me to take that dance class. And so I think after that, I was like, I want to try like another dance class. And so I, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't take tap at edge at the time. Maybe I did. But what I ended up doing was taking tap at your neighborhood studio had like a second studio back then. They had a smaller studio that I think was like on Pico or something. It was still near the west side, but it wasn't the Culver City one. Um, that one actually closed down before the Culver City one did. But um, it was a smaller one and they had a tap class there and it fit in my schedule. I think it fit on my, in my schedule one day after work, one day a week. So I and tap is just like less intimidating to me because there's no like upper body movement to coordinate. It's just like your feet. And so I feel like a beginner tap class is just like less intimidating to me. And I have a little bit of experience with tap. So went to that class. I really liked it. And it was like kind of the first time I sort of had a desire to like keep going to try to get a little bit better. And my second or third time at that tap class, I was in the lobby waiting for the class to start. And I noticed this girl that looked familiar. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was this girl that I used to babysit when I was pursuing acting. Like, so not like babysit. She was actually like in junior high or maybe early high school. She didn't have a car yet, but I was picking her up from school. She was French and I picked her up from a French school and would take her back home. It was actually like an awesome job because she was like such a good kid and she would just do homework or she would practice piano, which was like so beautiful. She was like really smart and talented. And then her mom was a professional chef. So her mom would leave these like amazing meals she would cook and she would just put instructions like put this in the microwave for this many minutes or put this on the stove for this many minutes and then we'd have this like awesome meal together and she was pretty quiet so we didn't talk that much but um we would eat an awesome meal together and then she would like do her homework and I would just like read a book or text my friends and I'm like that was during the time when I was looking for a real job. I'm like, why was I even looking for a real job? That job was pretty perfect. <laughs> um, it probably didn't like pay everything that I needed. But anyways, so that was the girl, Lena, who I like babysat or whatever. And 
I see her in the lobby at this tap class and I didn't even know that she ever took dance or anything at the time when I was like when I was with her when I was picking her up from school so I looked over her and I was like oh my gosh like Lena and she was like Tracy and it was so crazy we hadn't seen each other for a few years and I was like you take tap and so we started talking and it was so fun taking tap with her. I don't know. It was just like a blessing. It was a really small class, only like four people a lot of the times. But um, the fact that I got to like be friends with this girl who was younger than me, like it was just cool to talk to her about like how she was going to go away to college and like what she was doing with her life. And she actually was a dancer. She did take a lot of dance classes and I didn't know that. She was really good. And so it was just like really cool to connect with her. And then she did go away to college, but I would sometimes see her in different classes when she would come back in the summer and I just really enjoyed it. Babysitting itself was never something I super enjoyed. Like that particular job was kind of like easy and worked out. But like I don't really always love like playing with kids. But like I do like teaching kids or I like doing stuff with kids. And so just being able to dance with her and talk with her about her life was just like a really fun experience. So I was doing that kind of regularly. And I was starting to feel like I wanted to get more into dance and – um I can't remember if I had started going back to basic jazz or not yet with Chelsea Missioner at Edge. At some point in this story, the class changed to 6 p.m. instead of 5.30. I don't know where that came from, and I don't even know what got me to, like, look it up again. Maybe I was thinking, oh, maybe I should go back to it, like, and just be a little late or something. But I looked it up, and it was starting at 6 p.m. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. So I did start going back to basic jazz after work because um, it started at 6 p.m. So, like, I'm taking this little tab class after work. I'm taking Chelsea Missioner's class sometimes after work. So what is happening? I'm turning into my old roommate Haley is what's happening. <laughs> but anyways, I, I was still trying to get married. Um, I had gotten on some dating apps at this point or, like, at least one. And I, I even went out with a guy from my church. So I was actually living in um, – Pasadena at this point. So, okay, sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit, but basically I could not stay living at that place in Culver City because, you know, my ex-boyfriend now lived like one little hallway down from my place, which at first I was like, oh, I'm not going to move. This is such a good deal. And I'm so close to my job. Like, why would I move? That's crazy. It's fine. I can stay here. Like, I don't care. It's fine. But literally like the pool for the complex was like right outside my bedroom window and I would like see him out there with his roommates in the pool and it was it was really hard for me to get over him. It took me a really long time actually and I was like oh my gosh like this is already hard for me if he starts like bringing back girls to his place or something like and I have to see them out there or like hear them in the hall or if I have to run into him doing laundry or something like I am going to lose my mind. So I realized, like, it doesn't matter what good deal this is. Like, I am going to move. And I wasn't trying to move super far away to Pasadena. I was trying to move on the west side, but I only had so much money. Like, I had a good job, but it wasn't, like, an amazing job. And, like, rent is freaking expensive in L.A., So especially on the west side. So I was looking everywhere, but every place I looked at was just, like, everything I could afford was just kind of felt, like, kind of junky. And I was, like, I'm already so depressed about my breakup. I cannot live in a place that also feels like gross or dirty or just like not something I really want and so I remember even making a joke about Pasadena when I was visiting one of the places in, in on the west side I remember just talking to the girl that lived there about my situation and I don't know why I brought up Pasadena I just brought it up randomly because I had been there before and I just thought Pasadena was like a pretty place and a cool place and I remember being like I mean really I would I would move to Pasadena if it wasn't so far from my work I love Pasadena and I have no idea why I said that but then a couple days later it was after I said that that I saw this post on a church website of these girls these two girls looking for a third roommate for this townhouse in Pasadena and I was like oh my gosh, crazy. I'm like, I want to see that place. But then I'm like, oh, that's so, that's so far from work. Like that is never going to work. <laughs> my job is in Culver City and I was working five days a week. Like the pandemic hadn't come yet. And I was working in the office five days a week. So, but I was like, something in me was like, I don't know. Like I just, I love Pasadena. Maybe I should just go look at it. And so I went to go look at it with these girls who they didn't already live there. They're, they were like they were friends with the woman or the girl that owned it. And 
they wanted to rent it from her, but um, nobody had lived there yet. She was just starting to rent it. So they were going to move in, but they needed a third roommate because there's th- three bedrooms, two and a half bathrooms. It's like a pretty like spacious place, actually. So I met them, instantly connected, like really liked them. I really liked the owner of the townhouse, too. And they all went to church together, so they all knew each other. I just They just felt like safe people. I told them about my breakup. They were like so kind about it and just like... I'm like, these girls are going to be so encouraging to me during this hard time. And the place was really nice. And I was, it had like a fireplace. It had a garage for our cars. It had in-unit washer dryer. It was like a good deal. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. The only thing that's not amazing is how far away it is from my work. So I remember we were all talking on the couch and I was like, I just wanted like a day or two to like think about it. But the woman who was renting it, Um, said that there was this married couple like also interested in moving there so that we need to get back to her like pretty quickly but she did like us and it sounded like she was going to give it to us if we wanted it and so I remember like praying about it for like three seconds in my head in like while we were all talking and I was I was just like I was the only one like the other girls were like ready to say yes so I was just like okay yeah let's do it because I like had already seen so many other places and I'm like if I don't have a place where that I actually like I'm just gonna get into like the deepest depression I'm already in a depression so like whatever it was a year lease but I'm like okay I'm just gonna try it for a year if the commute is super crazy like I'll move after a year but a year is like a long time to have a crazy commute but I was just like whatever but I had prayed about it more later after I said yes and I felt like God was kind of showing me that like the commute was going to be a good thing because it was going to be a time for me to have like personal space to like process like my breakup and everything I was going through and let me tell you that was so true I probably cried in my car like the hour and a half there and back from work every day I probably cried most of my commute for at least a year I would come home and cry. This probably sounds so crazy because I dated this guy for like four months and you guys are probably like, Tracy must be really emotional. (laughs) But it's a longer story than that. And maybe I'll write more about it in my book. I'm not sure all the details I'm going to share about that. But I was pretty devastated, as I already said. So I would sometimes come home and just walk in the door and just start crying. Like, and I'm not the type of person that cries all the time. And I especially don't like to cry in front of people. I really don't. I don't even like to cry in front of people when we're watching a movie. Like, I don't like to do that. But, um, my roommates were just so encouraging to me. Like anytime I cried, they would be like, oh my gosh, Tracy. And they would like listen to me and they would like pray for me. And it was just like such a perfect situation. It was even more perfect because something I really wanted with my ex was like, I wanted, I wanted to finally have my own place. Like I didn't want to like live with girl roommates anymore. I wanted to have a place that felt like my own. So I was excited about moving in with him, like thinking we were going to get married because I was like, oh, it'll finally be a place that's like mine. Like, yes, it'll be both of ours, but like, but like we're going to be sharing money. It's going to be our place. And like um, I'm the woman. So, you know, usually she's a little bit more in charge of the house, like as far as like, you know, keeping it clean or setting things up a certain way or whatever. So but the thing was, it really was his place. Like he owned that place. He already was living there. So I w- he w- it was going to be like we were going to have to find room for me there. Like at one point <laughs> – I don't know if I should share this, but at one point he like looked at my closet in my room and was like, I'm really glad you don't have that much stuff because like it'll be easier to fit your stuff in my closet because he had this big like walk in closet. And I was thinking like, dude, like we're going to split it in half at least you or the girl gets more space, you know, because we have more clothes. So to think that we were going to have to fit like my stuff in like a corner of his walk in closet, like that's like the picture of like what what it probably would have been if I was going to like move in with him versus like I actually got to move into this townhouse where nobody lived there yet and we were all new to it. So it was really all of our place. And actually they turned out to really not want to be in charge of anything at the house. So like I ended up being in charge of the bills. I ended up being like the actual first person to move in. Like the day that we were all moving in, I moved in first that day. So I like set up a lot of the stuff in the kitchen and it was just so nice because I felt like God was just answering my prayer of like, 
really having a place that felt like more of my own. Because, like, the place I was living before, like, that girl also owned the condo and was just renting the room to me. So it was just cool that we were all renting. It was all our place. It was a nice place. Like, so it's just cool how sometimes, like, the desires in our heart, we think we pray about them and we think they're going to get answered a certain way. But sometimes it gets answered a different way, but it's, like, a better way. So I always try to trust God with things because I think I know what I want. I don't really know what I want. So that's been, like, a... A constant lesson that I'm learning in my life. So anyway, what was I talking about? I was trying to tell you why I was living in Pasadena, but I was living in Pasadena. Oh, because I want to talk about how I wanted to get, I was taking basic jazz a little bit with Chelsea, I think, which was nice because I would work in Culver City and then it was like halfway home. I would stop at Edge and take a dance class. So like right after work and then I'd have a shorter commute from dance to my house in Pasadena. So it really worked out in that way. Um, but I wanted to take ballet and I wanted to take hip hop. I, I didn't have an extreme desire for ballet. It wasn't, I didn't like love the idea of ballet. I just thought, okay, I know ballet is like the foundation for dance and I know I should be good at or better. I know I should have some experience with ballet and I had like no experience with ballet as a child really. So, um, but I had taken a basic ballet class at Edge before. Now I was taking basic jazz and that seemed like a good level for me. But when I took basic ballet at edge um that was a whole different story like I remember that teacher I don't remember her name or anything I think she only taught basic ballet there for like a short time a long time ago but she would pass by me and give me like 50 corrections and like I just didn't know anything about ballet so I needed like one correction to focus on or something like I I didn't know enough to be able to focus on like 50 corrections. Oh my gosh, I'm getting so hot. It's like 50 degrees outside, but in my car, because there's like a black interior and I'm in the sun, I just get like so hot. So I'm really sorry if I start like super sweating. One second. I need to drink a lot of water so I don't get dehydrated. Okay. And because I'm talking a lot. Um, so anyway, um, I tried the basic ballet. It was like scary for me. I wasn't really learning cause it was just too much for me. And it wasn't really for anyone that was like really new to ballet. So I wanted to try a ballet class. And so I looked into Pasadena city college cause that was like five minutes from my house. And I'm like, I was looking at what kind of dance classes they have there because I was too scared to take ballet again at edge and I was kind of too scared to take like hip-hop or anything at edge because it just like I think I saw it in the windows and passing when I was there and it just like looked hard and I just didn't feel ready to like coordinate arm movements with feet movements like tap was like all I could do and basic jazz was okay but I felt scared about like those other classes so I looked it up Pasadena City College and I ended up finding a ballet class a tap class that was called tapper size so it was like an exercise tap class and a hip-hop class and I was like oh my gosh I'm just gonna sign up for all of these classes so this is kind of the beginning of me getting a little crazy with dance and I remember I was kind of going out with this guy I met online like we only been out like a few times but I remember my schedule was a little crazy because I had signed up for all these classes at the at the community college and I remember telling him like I know my schedule is so crazy right now but I'm just doing this weird thing where I'm putting myself in like my own little dance camp but like once that ends in a couple months then I'll be like more free I remember telling him that which is kind of funny now now because of how this turned out but um I thought ballet at the city college, that's going to be like super basic. It's a, it's like a community college. It's not going to be anything intense. They're not like known for dance or anything. So that'll probably be a good ballet class for me. And so what ended up happening with these classes at the college is, first of all, the ballet class was run by Catherine Round. It was called Intro to Ballet, but it turned out this woman is actually an amazing ballet teacher and she has her whole own studio in Pasadena that has all the levels for ballet like tons of different levels and even like beginning point and advanced point and it's like this whole thing but she kind of like um gets to people through like gets to new people um new people to ballet through the city college which is really smart actually um because it was like less intimidating to do it that way but it was actually at a real studio it was at um I think it was at Lineage Performing Arts Center and so it was at a real studio and I remember reading like she sent out this email before the class started and she was like, you don't have to wear like ballet attire, like just, you know, get ballet shoes, but um, you don't have to wear anything specific. It doesn't matter. I totally went out and got a black leotard, pink tights. I found this little like dance store in Pasadena that was really cool. And I asked her tons of questions and, like how to put my hair up and 
I went to that class decked out like a ballerina at ballet class because I just really was like, I don't know, I was nervous about it and I wanted to do everything exactly right. Um, And it was kind of fun. Like I liked looking like a cute little like ballet dancer or whatever. Um, But I remember showing up that first day to that class and there wasn't really a lobby area. It was just like the one room, the big studio was actually really nice. And I remember showing up and there was a class going on. I was waiting a few minutes for the intro to ballet class to start. And it was like a more advanced class. And this teacher was like strict. Like she was like, it seemed like it was out of a movie. Like I felt like I was in center stage or something like just watching this because she was like, I felt like she was yelling at them. Like, I don't know. She probably wasn't yelling, but I was like, wow, like this is like legit. This is like a professional place. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and then I was thinking, I, I wonder who like our teacher is like this teacher seems crazy. <laughs> and then it turned out that that teacher was our teacher. It was Catherine round. She taught all the classes at the time. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But actually like, she was awesome. I loved her. She was super nice and encouraging, but she did like, um, have high expectations. And with the intro to ballet, she really taught us everything from the very, very beginning if you if you have not taken ballet and would like to learn everything from the very very beginning and are not too far from Pasadena, she still does this intro to ballet class and all her classes and they're really good. So I highly recommend. She does kind of talk a lot in her classes. Like she's very strict on like Vaganova technique and but I didn't know anything about ballet. So she would share like his, history stuff and like share a lot of information about it while teaching. And so I actually learned a lot. I can't say I remember everything, but like I learned a lot about ballet from Catherine Round. So I'm really appreciative to her. And I loved, like, I remember my first day in class, she said something about how it was the beginning of us getting obsessed with ballet. And I was like, I am never going to be obsessed with ballet. Like, I like jazz. I want to do hip hop. Tap is fun. Ballet, I'm just doing it because I feel like it's a requirement for dance. Like, I don't have any special love for ballet. And so I kind of thought it was funny when she said that. But I definitely, I didn't think I was going to take any more ballet after that class, but I was, there was no way I was going to stop ballet after that class. I was like, I got to keep going. So I went to the next level, went to the next level. I ended up like training with her for a while and um, she really pushed me in. She would write these reviews for us. Like if we wanted them, you could request them. If you went to enough classes every quarter, um, she would write like a review about like things you're doing well, things to work on and like, it was just awesome. I loved working with Catherine Round. So that was the ballet experience, how it started at the City College and, like, where that went. Um, the tapper size class I took at the City College was not for me. Like, it was actually really hard. And the people in the class were actually pretty good tap dancers. And it was a lot of just, like, basic and tricky tap moves. But, like, the whole time for, like, at least an hour, you're just, like, on the ball of your feet just doing – it's, like, a workout for, like – feet for tap or something it was so hard and hurt my feet so much that I I don't even think I finished it I think I missed the last two of that like the whole session that I like signed up for for a couple months and then the hip-hop class that I took at the city college um very quickly became too easy for me like the first couple classes I was like oh my gosh this is so fun I love this class and then I did take all the classes but by the end I was like okay we're still doing this combo like we've done it like a million times like I know it and I was getting comments from some of the people in class like oh you're so good and like obviously I'm not like that good but like it was just it was actually turned out to be like a little bit easier of a level for me which that if you've been following my journey up to this point that never happened I was only in classes where I was like oh my gosh everyone's so good I don't know anything this was like the first time that I'm like oh wow people like think I'm good this is crazy so that was kind of what gave me the confidence to maybe try like a harder hip-hop class so I ended up signing up for a beginner hip-hop class at edge um with Dean Alex Bass is his name and oh kind of going back to like the dating thing though um I had told that guy that I wasn't gonna have or that I didn't have like a lot of time in my schedule because I was doing all those classes at the city college but that it was gonna end at some point well we kind of ended things I only went on a few dates with him and I didn't have a lot of interest for him anymore um And so we kind of cut it off. It wasn't like we broke up. Like, we weren't, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. But we just, like, went on a few dates. But then sometime later, he reached out, like, some months later, he reached out to me to kind of see if maybe I'd be interested again. And I remember 
I mean, I wasn't interested, but I also remember telling him, I'm just taking all these dance classes and da 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 da. And I remember him being like, Oh, I thought you were only going to do that for like that month. And I was like, Well, it kind of just like kept going. <laughs> like, I just kept signing up. <clears throat> I kept signing up for dance classes. So I remember he just kind of thought that was funny. And we never went out again. Something else that happened um, during this time is. Well, because I was going on dates and I would be on a date and I would just like not have a lot of interest. I would just be like, I wish I was just like at home, like reading a book right now. I just wasn't meeting guys that I liked a ton and I felt like it was a waste of time. And so I have a relationship with God. Um, I'm a Christian. I also journal a lot. So I read the Bible. I journal a lot. I journal like I type on my computer in my journals. I've been doing that for like a million years. And so I will write to God about things and um, just everything going on in my life. And I talk to God a lot. And so I feel like God also talks back to me, which probably sounds like I'm a crazy person. Um, I don't feel like he talks to me in like an audible voice from the sky, but I feel like he puts like impressions on my heart or like gives me ideas. And I think it's from God because just not all this stuff could come just from myself. They're just like, I feel like there's like a sense of like, someone else is telling me this right now so I had kind of a moment like that when I was going through this where I still felt like I wanted to get married but I wasn't having a lot of interest in these dates and like um and I was getting a little more into dance or like liking dance and I was getting a little bit better at my job as well and I felt like God said to me why don't we dream about what your life could be like if you were single? Like if you decided not to get married, like what your life would be like? Like why don't we journal about like a, that dream? Like what what would your dream life be if you weren't getting married? I felt like God gave me that idea to like journal about my dream life if I weren't getting married. And I felt annoyed about it. I was like, ugh, why? Is it because I'm not getting married? So you want me to think about what it's going to be like because I'm not going to get married because you don't have marriage for me. And I felt like angry about that at first. And I didn't even want to do it. But I really felt like he was prompting me to do this. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll try to do this. So I started journaling like ideas for if I really knew I wasn't getting married, what I would want my life to look like. And I did it in like a disgruntled sort of way. And I'd have to find the journal. I have it. I'd have to find it somewhere to remember exactly what I wrote. So maybe I'll share that at some point after I find it. But um, it was okay. Like I came up with some ideas and it was okay. But I will say that that was the beginning of slowly becoming like much more content as a single person. And at some point, like at some point I was completely healed of all the wounds from like my breakup, at least as far as I know. I never, I didn't feel bitter about it anymore. I felt like I forgave him and also forgave myself for things I did. And like, I felt moved on from that. And I also felt moved on from the idea of like, I have to get married. I really want to get married. I didn't really care anymore and I felt really happy in my singleness and in the life God God seemed to be like calling me to. So that that first journal entry isn't like what did it overnight, but it was the beginning of me starting to think like that and starting to think about my own life like like my purpose doesn't start when I get married. Like it's already here. So like what are we doing with it, you know? And I don't think that God was telling me to do that because I'm for sure never getting married. I think it was just like I had this burden on me of like needing to get married. And I think he wanted to like release me from that weight and that stress um, and just like help me to just enjoy my life basically and do the things I'm called to do. So all that said, I, I stopped dating. I wasn't on the dating apps and I was just getting more involved in dance. So back to like where I was with dance. Um, I, I went to Dean Bass's beginner hip hop class at edge and oh my gosh, I was so happy because I was like standing sort of in the middle back of like the room because again, I'm not going to go in the very front when I'm like totally new to a class, but, um, I do that once in a while now, but not really. But anyways, I remember that I was able to keep up with all the choreography. Like I, it was hard. It was definitely a challenge, but part of it was like floor work. And first, he didn't always do floor work, but he did that day. And I don't know why floor work 
is easier for me. It's not like easier. Like sometimes the floor work itself is challenging, but it's easier for me to remember the choreography when it's floor work because it's not necessarily like based in technique, which I don't have a lot of experience growing up like learning technique. So it's usually like weird moves on the floor. And so it's like everyone's kind of on the same level because it's not like moves that everyone else in the class already knows, but I never learned before. And so it takes me longer to get it. It's like we're all on the same level. We're all we're all learning this like weird floor move that this teacher put into this dance so I think that and it's also more athletic which I was athletic at the time like I guess I'm athletic now but I used to like work out a lot and stuff so athletic things were not hard for me it was just like remembering choreography and that type of thing and just technique stuff that was hard for me so that made it a little bit easier honestly and like especially because everybody tends to hate floor works and because I like it it just gives me a little bit of like an advantage at least mentally because I like enjoy it so anyway I loved that class I had so much fun and I couldn't believe that I was able to like mostly get all the choreography so I started really taking that class regularly the beginning hip-hop and then I also took his beginning jazz funk which I loved I loved Dean's style of and I loved his class and I started standing in the front every time because I just like wanted to see it the best and um I just, I don't know. I loved it. I remember like at, I I took it for like a couple years or something. And at some point, you know, at the end of class, he would call out groups sometimes and not as much as it's done today or not as much as like at Millennium and stuff, but like he would do that sometimes. And um, he would put us in different groups. And one time he put me in a group and it was like a group of six and he had me kind of at the front. I actually have a video of this somewhere. I don't know if I'll share it or not, but um. I was practically looking down the whole time because I was so nervous because I'd never been in the front of like a small group. But um, and it's still beginning hip hop. But sometimes we had really good dancers come to that class, you know, because sometimes professional dancers will take like beginner classes if they're like good classes and the teachers have fun choreography and stuff. So um, when they're at like good studios. But yeah, I I remember I did the dance. I didn't forget any of it, which was exciting. And um, I tried to have fun and like just give it my all. And I remember at the end of that class, Dean was kind of like giving this like motivational speech and kind of talking about a few different people in the class. And then he brought me up and he was like, I mean, Tracy over here, he's like, I'm so proud of her. Like when she first started coming to my class, like her ability to pick up choreo was, and he just kind of started laughing and like, he didn't want to say anything bad, but he was like, I mean, like he acted like I struggled so bad, which I did. But that first class I actually kind of got, but that class was a struggle for me. It was hard for me. And so he pointed that out. He's like, but she's been training with me for like how long? And I was like, yeah, I think it's been like two years. He's like, he's like, and now you're like killing it. You're in the front row and like holding it down and like you're doing so good. I am so proud of you. And like everybody was clapping. And again, it's still just like beginner hip hop. I still wasn't even taking his regular hip hop because I was too scared. But um, it was just cool to like have that growth in that class. And then the other thing that happened as I was taking Chelsea's basic jazz class and I was taking that a little bit more regularly. She had it twice a week and I, I don't think I was going at always twice a week, but I was going like a little bit more regularly. And um, at one point... Um, after like in the beginning of class or she asked me and this other girl, I think her name was Sophie or Sophia or something. She asked us to like talk to her after the class. And I was like, oh, I like wonder what that's about. So after the class, she and I like went in the hall and like talked to her or something. And she was like, hey, like, I really like appreciate you guys coming to class. And I don't remember everything she said. She probably like talked about our commitment to the class or something and then she was like I'd love to offer you guys to be able to guest my class which means like basically having the class for free and she's like edge um lets like three people guest every class like three up to three people can have the class for free like the teachers are allowed to basically pick three people that can have the class for free she said so I don't know if you'll get it for free every time because she offered it to like maybe about five of us altogether she's like but basically whoever's here first if you can sign up for one of the guest spots like you can have it for free and I was like oh my gosh it just like encouraged me so much because like I don't know like I enjoy dance but I didn't really know that you know I could really grow at it or that people were really seeing something in me and Chelsea just I really will always be appreciative to her for this because she really like saw something in me and that really really encouraged me and really helped the direction of my life, I think. And so, um, 
I was so excited when she said that. Me and Sophie, Sophia, whatever her name was. I used to hang out with her, and I don't know what happened to that girl. But um, we were both, like, so excited about it. And I remember telling Chelsea, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to try to come, like, every week. Like, maybe twice a week, but definitely, like, I'll try to come at least once a week every week. And then what did I do after that? I came every single class after that for like a year. I remember Chelsea joking about it with me later. Like she's like, remember how you said you were going to try to come once a week and you have come twice a week for like an entire year and like never missed once. Like I think I missed once when I was like out of town, but I like never missed that class and I would always get there early to like get a guest spot. Every once in a great while I wouldn't get the guest spot, but it really did free up my money to be able to take like other classes and um. I just loved that class. I loved Chelsea's basic jazz class. I still miss it sometimes when I think about it. I remember my friend Helen was like, Tracy, you are never going to stop taking Chelsea's class. Like, she is never going to stop teaching this class, and you are never going to stop taking this class, like, no matter what. Like, I just loved it so much. Um, So at this point, I was taking about six dance classes a week, and... um, I was starting to see like growth, you know, in myself, which was really exciting. I still didn't really know exactly like why I was doing it. Okay, I'm going to get a drink of water again. I'm getting so hot. I'm sweating so bad. I'm like so sorry. So um, I was taking about six classes a week and I remember um, Chelsea came up to me at some point and was like, Tracy, you should do like one of the intensives. I can't remember what they were called exactly. It wasn't like the year long scholarship thing that like the really good dancers who were trying to be professional dancers were doing. It was like a different sort of thing where it was like a few months long and it was called an intensive. There was like different kinds you could do at Edge. Um, And she was like, you should do one of the intensives. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, Chelsea, I'm already taking like six classes a week, you know? And she's like, yeah, well, it would be more than that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't like do more than six classes a week. Like I thought six classes a week was like crazy. I mean, even though I was doing it, I also thought it was crazy. I'm like, I can't do more than six classes a week. Like I have a full-time job and everything. Um, and I'm trying to like race around to these dance classes. Um, so I didn't want to be a part of the intensive cause I, I just felt like that would cause me too much stress. Like It's one thing for me to just try to get better at dance on my own, but it's another thing if, like, someone else is, like, requiring me to and, like, I can't miss a class or something and I have this job and, like, what if I have to stay late at work or, like, I just didn't want to have to juggle, like, my job in this, like, intensive and, like, I'm the type of person that, like, when I was in school, like, I had to get straight A's. I had to do everything perfect. So I already put a level of stress on myself when it's just my own thing. But if someone else, if it's someone else's expectations, I'm going to put, like, a lot more stress on myself and trying to, like, please my job and please the dance people was just going to be, like, too much. And, like, I needed my job. I needed money to even take dance classes. So I did not try to do the intensive. However, I was really trying to push myself. I really wanted to grow at dance. I still don't really know like why I really wanted to grow at dance. I think I think God had sort of put this like vision in my heart to like I love Christian music. I love a lot of different kinds of music, but and a lot of people think Christian music is like dorky or like um, even Christians do. Like even Christians think that listening to Christian radio is kind of like nerdy. But I actually love the Christian radio station. Shout out Caleb. <laughs> and I really like Christian music. I like the message and the hope. And I like other songs too, but I don't like to always sing songs or dance to songs that are always about like human love romantic stuff breakups blah 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 like I like that to a degree but I just think the message of God and hope for the world and for life is just like so much more meaningful so I really like I think I thought like I want to create choreography to Christian music at some point and so kind of had this idea of doing that which was kind of driving all of my dance classes like I wasn't trying to be a professional dancer like this late in life for someone who started in their 30s or whatever but um 
I thought I want to do something on my own with this. Like I would love to be like I have choreographed in the past in small ways and I would love to choreograph to Christian music somehow or like do something or just do my own thing with it at some point. So that was kind of like what was driving me. So I really wanted to get better. And so there were all these students at Edge that were called the Scollies. They called them the Scollies. So they were the students um, doing this, the Edge Scholarship, which was like this year-long program of like all these dance classes. And so whenever I took class with them, which I was still taking all beginner classes mostly, I had gotten into Jazz 1 so I went from basic jazz to jazz one. I don't actually think there was a beginner jazz. There was basic tap, beginner tap, but there was basic jazz and then jazz one and jazz two, I think. So I did start taking jazz one with Jason Meyer, I think his last name was. And then this other woman named Chelsea, not Chelsea Missioner, but there was a different Chelsea on Saturday mornings that taught jazz one. And so those classes were really pushing me. So I was growing, even though I was still mostly in like beginner-ish classes, but I was growing. And these scholarship students would sometimes be assigned to take some of these classes just because the basic classes are still really good for people that are advanced because they're just really good, like basic technique, and it's just good for everybody. So I would often be in class with some of these scholarship students, and I knew who they were because a teacher would have them like perform at the end or of class or whatever. Um, and it was always my goal to like try to keep up with them. I don't know. That was just like my personal goal was like, I want to be as good as them. It wasn't like a competition. Like I want to be better than them. Like, plus I never, ever thought I could ever be better than anyone really. But like, I just wanted to like drive, have that drive for myself. And I'm like, look at how they dance. Like I want to dance like them or not like I want to dance exactly like them, but like, I want to be able to pick up the choreography that fast too. And like, I want to be able to put my personality into it too. So I would be like inspired by them and I would, I would kind of look at them to try to like keep up with them. And so I became friends with a couple of the people that were in like, I don't know if I became like good friends with any of the scholies or whatever, but like some of the people that were taking the intensives I became better friends with. And um, I remember this one guy, I don't remember if he was a scholarship student or if he was just taking an intensive, but I remember like I was talking to him in the hallway once and he was a really good dancer. So I was kind of asking him about his classes and stuff. And I ended up asking him like how many classes he takes. And I remember he told me he took 13 classes a week. And I was like, and I'm over here like I'm going to keep up with these kids um, taking six classes a week. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to keep up with them taking only six classes a week. So now all of a sudden I'm thinking six classes is like not a lot. Like I am not taking enough classes. Like I need to take way more classes if I'm going to try to keep up with these people. Again, like. I don't even know why I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, I need to do this. And like, I don't know. I have this drive for dance and I want to get better and I'm not going to get better with only six classes a week. So I slowly just started taking more classes and I got up to like 10 classes a week. So I'm taking 10 classes a week, mostly at Edge, also still with Catherine Round with her ballet. Outside of ballet, I think I was just taking class at Edge at this point because I really liked the classes there. I was taking, I was also taking beginner hip hop with Ben Allen, which I loved. So it was, it was good. But around this time, I, so I'm like a couple years in, two or three years into like taking all these dance classes after my breakup. Um... And it's funny because I used to tell people, they'd be like, why do you dance or why do you like to dance or take all these dance classes? And I would always be like, well, I went through this breakup and then I just wanted to take dance. I always told the story by talking about how I went through a breakup, which now I'm like, that's really not part of my, like, it's part of my story if I'm going to like share it like this and tell every single detail. But I would like never tell anyone today that like, oh, I danced because I went through a breakup. But I remember I used to say that for like a long time. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'm taking all these classes and then all of a sudden at my job, so I was a sales coordinator, which meant for selling fabric for interior design, which meant I supported a sales rep who was like out in the field, like showing our fabric. And the sales reps would usually make like more money because they were on commission and stuff. Um, I was getting, I was getting better at my job and had gotten a little bit bored with it, to be honest. Like I didn't not like it. I just like, I didn't have a lot of drive for like my position anymore. So I remember like a sales rep position opened in LA and I was like, maybe I should be a sales rep. Um, I didn't even know if I wanted to be a sales rep. I was just like, I feel like I should grow at this job or something. That was before I got super into dance. But I remember like I ended up not getting the sales rep position. Well, I remember I ended up not fully going for it because someone else was just more um, already wanted it and like was more qualified. And I was like, eh, I don't even know if I want it. So I didn't even go for it. 
But I was a little bit like stagnant on my job. So that was another reason that I was like, I'm just going to get into dance because my job is like becoming kind of easy. I'm just going to focus more on dance. Um, But so I wasn't thinking about growing at my job anymore. I was just like, yeah, I wanted to grow in the sense that like I wanted to keep doing well and everything, but I wasn't trying to climb any corporate ladder or anything like that. But all of a sudden, this manager position opened up with our region on the West Coast. Like, our company is based out of New York, and, like, there's, like, offices, like, all over the country. But for our office, like, a manager position opened up, and I didn't really want it. I was trying to, like, focus on dance and everything, and I didn't want to have, like, extra stress at work. But through a series of events, like, and honestly, that job shouldn't have even been mine. Like, there were other people more qualified, but you know, that they moved away or this one didn't want it or like somehow it just worked out. I mean, I think it was God, but somehow it worked out where I was like a person that could be considered for this position. Um, and I remember my boss trying to like encourage me to take it. I mean, I was already doing a lot of some managerial stuff because we didn't have a manager directly at our office during that time. We had people doing it who lived other places, but like, So I kind of just ended up doing some of it because I just am naturally like a responsible person and I try to help things get done. So I think because of that and because I did care about my job, as much as I cared about dance too, I also really did still care about my job. And so I did like speak up about things that I thought should change or like, so I think because of the person I was, my boss thought I would be a good manager. And so he encouraged me to take that position. And I was like, I don't know. I really wasn't sure. And I didn't want that extra stress. But then I prayed about it more. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to have anything in my life that's like an idol. Like, I don't want to have anything that comes before God. Like, I want to worship God with my life. I want to serve God with my life. And I don't want dance to become too high. And I don't even want work to become too high. Like, I just want to do everything God wants me to do. So I was praying about it. And I was thinking like, okay, if I, st- if I keep focusing on dance and I become a manager, like nothing can become too high because there will be days I can't go to dance because I have to do managerial stuff. And there will be days that I don't stay super late at work every day because I do have dance classes. They're not requiring me to stay super late at work, but my personality, if I was just focused on my job and had nothing else, I probably would stay super late every day because I just can be a workaholic very easily. So I thought, you know, with dance, I won't be a workaholic because I'll want to get to dance class, but sometimes I'll have to miss dance. So I won't be able to like be perfect at dance or managing and that'll be good for me and my perfectionist problem. So I prayed about it. I was like, you know what? I am going to go for that job. So I ended up going for that job, ended up getting that job. So I'm like a manager. I'm learning all this new stuff at work about hiring and training and all this stuff. And just having a lot more responsibility, but also trying to make it to dance class. And like, it was just an interesting time doing all of that. But I still kept growing at dance. And it was cool because um, people were starting to notice. And like, um, again, I was just in like beginner classes. So I would have people, people would come that were really new to dance. And so they would see me and they would tell me afterwards, like, wow, you're so good. Or like, what other classes do you take? You're like a really good dancer. And I mean, it was, it felt really nice after like so many years of just feeling not good enough, even though I loved it. Um, So it was encouraging, a lot of encouragement from other people. And then um, I also started to build friendships in dance, which was cool because something else I didn't really talk about after my breakup was I kind of lost like trust in people. I mean, I used to have like a lot of friends and then um, after my breakup, I kind of just didn't want to talk to people. I It was weird. Like I just went through a really hard time and I didn't really want a lot of friends. I was grateful for my roommates that were really encouraging to me. But outside of that, like I didn't really hang out with people that much. I didn't really want to join a church group because at church groups, like people talk so much and you become friends in like 10 seconds. If you're trying to find a way to make friends, you should go to a church group because you talk about your lives from the first second and you are like best friends in like three weeks. And it's, it's a lot, it's a lot if that's not what you want. And, um, I love church, but I was just like, these church groups are too much for me. Cause like, I'm not in a place where I want to share all this stuff about my life and I'm going through a really hard time. And I went to a church group and ended up crying and it was embarrassing. And I was just like, I don't want to be around people that much. So dance class was like a nice thing for me after my breakup, because I still got to be around people, but I didn't have to be best friends with them overnight. Like you barely, I would barely say hi to people. 
Um, but then slowly over time, like I wasn't trying to make friends in dance, but slowly over time I did start to make friends in dance, which was really cool. Um, because it was over like a long period. And so I was able to like handle building relationships again. Um, so I was getting some cool friendships and then I was getting better at dance. And I remember like, um, Johnny Hobbs, who was my tap teacher and his girlfriend at the time, who he's now married to. Um, I remember they would sometimes watch my hip hop class. So at edge, it was cool. Cause like there was a lot of windows and you could like watch other classes and I would take, um jazz one and then I would take beginner tap with Johnny Hobbs and then I would take beginner hip-hop with Dean and I remember sometimes like Johnny and his girlfriend would like watch um my hip-hop class and I don't know I think they just like would be chilling out and like kind of watching as like they were finishing the day or whatever but um I remember Johnny coming up to me one day and just being like Tracy like you're getting so good at hip-hop or he was like my girlfriend was like Tracy's getting so good at hip-hop and I was like oh my gosh that's like so nice and um and then I remember Ben Allen, who taught, who also taught beginning hip hop on Sundays, I think it was, I started taking his class and I was taking it for like quite a few months or maybe a year even. And I remember him like telling me one day in the hall, like, Tracy, you're really starting to get it. Like you're really good. And I felt like, because as much as I love dance, I'm also awkward a lot when I dance. And I don't know why that is because I love it so much, but sometimes I'm just memorizing movements and not like really dancing. And I think in Ben's class, I finally started to like dance it better and remember the choreography better. And he was really helping me grow and he noticed it and he like told me. And the reason I'm sharing this is because Ben told me that comment and Johnny Hobbs told me that comment almost in like the same week or two. And then uh, right after that, it was like March of 2020. <laughs> So things were going really great with my job, with dance, with my friendships, with people encouraging me with dance. And then all of a sudden, I remember Chelsea like passing out like hand sanitizer at the beginning of class because like the coronavirus had just come into the picture, but we hadn't canceled classes yet. And um, they were, you know, Cloroxing or wiping down all the bars and ballet and things like that. Um so yeah, I'm going to leave it at that point because I want to do one more episode where I talk about what dancing in the pandemic for me was like. Obviously, lots of you, all of you have probably had probably had that experience, but everyone's experience is a little bit different. And so I want to talk about my personal experience with dancing in the pandemic or what I did with dance when it was in the pandemic. And also I ended up getting an injury. So the next episode, I'm going to talk about my obstacles with dance. But we're pretty much caught up now with like me getting super into dance in LA, but I'm going to talk about my obstacles in the next episode. So thank you for listening. I am dying of sweat now. Um, hopefully you were in a cooler place while you were listening to this and you're not dying of sweat. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Once again, I will let you know when the next episode is ready and then I want to start interviewing you.